Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You tweeted us, mm-hmm. right? So you went on Twitter and you said, listen, I am athlete. I want to get on that show. I need to be on that show. When we see that, it's like, oh, well, damn. That person has a lot that they have to get off their chest. So here we are. We're here. Right? The team saw the tweet. We are here. What is it that Devin Rouse want to get off his chest? Just who I am and what I'm doing with NASCAR and with the platform that I would have with NASCAR and what I can do for who I am and my community is going to be astronomical. NASCAR happen? Howie, I know you're up and coming. Right. Like, we, we've had people on that's, you know, Junior and Bush and all those guys, mm-hmm. you know. What's your path? And then why would you be so, you know, amazing for NASCAR? I started racing go-karts at the age of three. I raced those from three to 13, so for 10 years. The last 60 years of racing go-karts, I was a six-year-in-a-row track champion, and I only lost three times in six years. Wow. And so from there, it was like, I wanted racing to be something more than a hobby. I knew that I had a giant respect for it, and I felt that I had a God-given talent for it. I, you know, not trying to sound too full of myself, but I felt like it was something that I excelled at. I was decently good at, and I put a lot of time and work into it, even at a young age, racing go-karts. So then from that, I moved into my first big car on a, a big dirt track, and that was at the age of 13. And I raced that from the age of 13 to 19, and then for my 17th birthday, my parents surprised me with a sprint car. Yeah, so since, still to today, I've been racing sprint cars, since I was 17 to now, and I'm 23, and then the NASCAR world stuff started right at the end of 2019. And it's a really weird story on how I got in. My friends and I took a vacation down in Florida. We went to Clearwater. I had never been on a plane, and I had never left Iowa. Really? Other than Illinois or Missouri. Right. So the Midwest, I guess you could say. Right. And that was at the age of 21. And I had never been on a plane, never been on a vacation. We spent all our time racing. Every weekend we were racing. And we didn't have time to go on vacations. Racing was what my family liked to do. I liked to do it, so my family liked to do it. And 
it was a family sport. That's what it was. And that's how we did our family bonding was at the racetrack. Right. You know, families go take trips. They go do this and go do this. Well, our family went to the racetrack. So we go down to Clearwater and it's our last night there. We were at this one bar and I see these guys and they got collared shirts on like this. They're looking real professional. And there's a little logo right here. And I walked up to the bar to get another beer and I saw that it was a, it was race team shirts. So I walked over to my friends, I'm like, that's a NASCAR driver over there. And it was Robbie Lyons is who it was. Right. And I told him, I said, I'm gonna go say hi. I'm gonna go introduce myself. And they're like, no, you don't do that. <laughs> don't. <laughs> You're a little nobody sprint car driver in Iowa. They're NASCAR. You're big time. You don't do that. Right, right, right. <laughs> and I said, well, I'm going to. And I got up and I walked over there and I introduced myself. And we exchanged numbers and kind of talked about, you know, our passion and what he was doing and then what I wanted to do with racing and then also where I wanted to be and where I saw myself. And so the following weekend, he had messaged me. He said, how far do you live from Kansas City? And I said, it's about four and a half hours or so. And he said, well, we're racing at Kansas this weekend if you want to come. I had never been to a NASCAR race before. Wow. And he's like, you'll be in the garage with us. And you'll be like that. And I was like, whoa. And this is 2019? <laughs> this was the end of 2019. Mm -hmm. So he ended up getting sick and they did not go to Kansas. So he flew me down here to Charlotte, second flight ever. But I got to see all of Charlotte. We came down here and saw the Hall of Fame. And then I got to go to all the race shops. We went to Stuart Haas, we went to Hendrick. I got to see Charlotte Motor Speedway. Right. First place was, that we stopped once I got off the plane was the dirt track, because mm -hmm. why not? I mean, right. that's, that's right. what I come from. So we saw that and then from there, he was introducing me to people and I took off, to, I just took off on my own and was meeting people like the team that I am running trucks for, uh, Raymond Brothers Racing, I walked up to the guy and he had told me that that's who had gotten my credential stuff for me and done everything. And right. so I walked up, shook his hand and I said, you know, I'm, thank you so much. Like this is, this is so cool. And I looked at Josh and I said, I'll be racing one of these one day. Lo and behold, did I know two months later I'd be racing my first test session with Josh right. at Myrtle Beach Speedway. So go to Martinsville, go to Texas, go to Homestead and go to Phoenix and just kind of got to see what the, the race, the NASCAR race life was like. You know, very professional and very put together from just your local Saturday night dirt track racing in Iowa. Much much different from what I was used to. So getting to know the life and knowing what I wanted to do with racing, I wanted to race, I wanted to be a race car driver. And I wasn't letting anything stop me because I refuse to live life with any regret. I don't wanna look back in five years, 10 years, 20 years and be like, I regret not doing that. Or man, what if? What, what if we'd have done that? Or what if I would have done this? No. Is it normal in Iowa for <laughs> not to get on a plane till they're 21? Like, that's amazing. Like, bro, you, you said the second time you got on the plane, you were 23. Like, is, is that Iowa life? Like, yo. No, I don't care. <laughs> no, people get out of Iowa. People want to leave. Right. People, people do want to get out and go do stuff because, yeah, you don't do much there. No, they do. They'll, they'll leave. Yeah. They, they go. I just, I never did. I never, you know, I was, I was so focused on racing and then, you know, the town that I live in, it, it's the same people. Everybody knows everybody. It's, I think, 24,000 people. And What's the town? 
Burlington. Burlington. Yep, very southeast of Iowa, right on the Mississippi River. And so everybody knows everybody and people just don't, they don't normally leave, you know? They, yeah. they stay there and it's home. <laughs> I'm past that and I need to continue to flourish who I am right. and what I want to do with my career. Right. So what are you gonna do? Ooh, let's there get into it. There we go, Rocco. Right now he's just a driver, Rocco. <laughs> no, okay. All right. Right now, in my mind, you're the best gay driver I know. What are you going to do to be the best driver that Ooh, I know? There we go. What are you going to do? Oh, you're I a see. dirt track racer. Mm -hmm. We're going concrete, short tracks, intermediate. You've only tested where? One? Uh, Daytona, Myrtle Beach, and raced Knoxville Dirt. So why are you a good driver? Well, I'm a good driver because I've gotten here to where I am and I've got the drive and I've got the passion for it. Okay. And then I feel if I've got the drive and the passion and the urge to go, that I can walk out there just as hard as anybody else did. Because I walked out there to my first NASCAR truck race in Knoxville. Yeah, it's on the dirt, but those guys know that they race on the dirt every year. I went a lap down right away at first stage because I got involved in a wreck that I couldn't miss. So I was a lap down for stage one, stage two. Final stage, I get to go around. I came from 40th to 18th mm -hmm. in my first NASCAR race. Talk then. There we go. Sorry, I'm sorry. You ain't there. You ain't right now. You know what I'm saying? Okay, now what are you going to do? Lit. You hear me? Let me lead over into the we got to get there. Damn set up. Damn set up on Rocco. Hey, it ain't over yet. It ain't over yet. It ain't over yet, Damn, This is a long road, man. Dude, all I care about is everything that you're saying, this passion, this drive, is to be real. Because NASCAR is America's best kept secret. Mm -hmm. And you can earn a great living just using your talent, driving race cars fast. You are a rock star to drive a car 200 miles an hour, but you have to be good. So if you have the talent, that's what I want to see. Right. I just yeah, want right. to see the talent. I don't care about the, the coming out and mm -hmm. how people think. Get in that car, put your helmet on, and beat everyone else's ass. Yep. Mm. That's all you got to do. That's exactly cool. it. I'm going to do it. I've got the drive. I've got the fight. I've got the passion. And I think God blessed me with the talent. That's wild. Is, is it? Is it? Because I, I believe. I believe. I believe it, too. I believe. I'm gonna ask him though, because we. It, it's not just about skill, bro. Celebrity. Mm -hmm. Talking, like you That's said right. it. You That's got right. in there talking yeah. to my man. Like it, it's bigger you than that. You believe? Do, do you have the? the you know, I'm, I'm a Rocco. Let me know if I'm wrong with this question. Do you have the full package? Because race is one thing. The celebrity, the, the right. sponsors, the you know, going out there. Junior told us. Bush told us, like, you got to do that. Like, mm -hmm. if you, you're, you're a young and upcomer. You got it all. Well, well if, let's be real here. So you're talking about sellability and marketing and branding. Is there a bigger community than the LGBTQ plus community, right? Like, plus, mm -hmm. And plus everybody else that doesn't give a damn I, about it. I, yeah. I, I know, but from who, a business perspective. Who you go, I always say, people, right. you know, when people tell me, right. I have friends that came out to me and me in college right. personally, and I say, bro, that's one less person trying to holler at my wife. I don't give a damn. <laughs> bro, you want to go eat a hamburger later and watch the right. game? Like, I don't care. Yeah. So it, it's the progressive right. people that don't care, but then it's right. the other community that opens up. What? But, bro, that's what the world should be. Who right. cares who you go home to? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, look yourself. Like, yeah, it's, it's, we're just too, we're so judgmental. And you talked about, like, I know what I can do for NASCAR. Um, and, and, and please correct me if I'm wrong. I think we're all here learning and, and this is what this platform is for and there's so many other people doing amazing things creating spaces to have meaningful conversations was 2021 
uh, the first time that you came out to the world? Uh, you know, because I know for NASCAR, 2021 was the first time they were like, well, this is our first openly gay driver, right? How was that for you? And, and walk me through that. So I told, I started to, I told my family and everybody June 16th of 2020 was when I came out to my family and very, very close friends. And that was 2020? It. 2020. I couldn't do the double life anymore. I had, I knew I was gay in seventh grade. Right. I didn't accept it at first myself. You know, I was so hard on myself. I'm like, no, 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 that's nope. And I did everything to change it. I really did. I mean, you know, I had girlfriends and uh, it just, I couldn't, I, I knew who I was. And so it, it came time of where I had to tell everybody who I was. And so here we were in 2020 dealt with a, you know, global pandemic. And so while we're sitting there on lockdown and inside, I really had a lot of time to think of, like, right. think about myself. And my mental health was at absolute rock bottom. And it, it got to the point where I ne either needed to come out because I couldn't deal with the burden and the weight anymore, or I wasn't gonna be here anymore. I tried to commit suicide two times, and they weren't successful. I'm still here, I'm glad they weren't successful. But at that time and in that state of mind, and how low I was with my mental health and my image on myself and how everybody else felt, or how I thought everybody else was gonna feel, I was so caught up in my head and there wasn't, there, it was all cloudiness, it was all darkness. There was no clear energy up there, there was nothing. And so it was time. People then around home heard, would hear, you know, or whatnot. Small ass Burlington, <laughs> yep. mm -hmm. 24,000. Yep. I told you I don't wanna live life with regret. And from June 16th up until I went and ran Daytona this year with the ARCA testing, I had lived in regret. I regretted coming out. I did. Why? And why? Made it hard. It was like all the emotions of finally telling everyone who I was. And then I didn't, I don't want to say I didn't need it. I didn't and I did need that reassurance from people. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I lost a couple people close to me that didn't support it. And so that was tough on me, losing that significant figure that had been in my life for so long that I didn't have that anymore. And I, I needed that more now than ever. Right. So that was tough. And I was like, I just, I really messed that up. I like messed that up. And that's, that was the mindset I was stuck in for that time period. When you came out, cause it, you know, that's a, that's a big moment. Hmm. Right, when you came out, just walk me through that. Because I know you talked about people not being here with you today. You lost some folks, but mm -hmm. walk me through that day, that hour, those minutes. NASCAR had put out uh, the week prior their announcement of, you know, we are supportive of, you know, any of our athletes, members uh, within the community and would like to recognize Pride Month. When I saw that, I was like, Whoa, NASCAR backs that. Hmm. They've got me. And so I shared their tweet that they put out the, I am courageous, I am driven, I am NASCAR. 
And that was how I came out. And I added my fourth line to it and put that I was gay. But leading up to telling my parents, that was tough. And so I told my mom first. <laughs> and she was folding laundry downstairs in our laundry room. And so I walked in and we were just kind of just bullshit, just chatting. And I said, well, mom, I'm, I'm seeing somebody. And she's like, well, you know, I was gonna ask you because you haven't brought anybody around in a while. <laughs> they, I mean, everybody knew that people knew they were just waiting on me to say it. Right, and right, so right, right. I had been single since my senior year of high school. Allegedly. Was... <laughs> Allegedly, your ass was single. Did your mom know? Yeah. Your mom kind of knew? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, my last girlfriend was my senior year of high school. Okay. So from that point to 21, uh, so I told her, I was, yeah, I'm seeing somebody. And she's like, well, you know, I'm, I was going to ask you because you hadn't brought anybody around. And I said, what's a guy, mom? And she was folding a shirt and she, she quit folding the shirt. And she just spun around and looked at me and she goes, okay. And then just went right back to folding the shirt. And that was it for her. That was it. That was it. And what did that mean to you? That it was all right. She, you know, had questions of just, well, when did you know? And how'd you know? And, and I told her, you know, I've basically known my whole life. I mean, she goes, well, then why'd you date the girls? Like, why, why'd you do that? And I said, to try and fit into society and try and be normal. But I will push that on anybody. Don't yeah. be normal. Be yourself. Be unique. I'm curious to see what type of race car driver you're going to be now with that weight off your shoulders. I'm sorry. I'm just, I, I just I, am. Because right, when you're right, trying right, to drive right. with that burden and with that in the back of your mind, you you're not giving your full you percent. You don't have a clear mindset. You ain't got a clear mindset. You don't I told you it was mindset. dark and cloudy up there. And I was still performing the way that I was performing. So, so what you're now, saying now, you're a badass now? You were saying like, okay, now I got to clear my sin. Yeah, I came out. out. The, the, the Diana Ross song, I'm coming out to play. And now you're saying, okay, I'm free. Yeah. And so now you, That's so what, what we saying? saying? What are we talking about? I'm saying I got a clear mindset, so look out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And you got to do that, man. Yo. And that, that is awesome. I wanted to, I wanted to ask you, because you said you lost some friends with, I think your mom, and you correct me if I'm wrong, your mom was the easiest person to tell. Yes. Is there somebody that initially didn't know but came back around? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. The toughest was my dad. And it didn't go well. I was put out of the house for a little bit. Wow. I'd gone into a car wreck and totaled my car, and I had just picked up my rental car and was driving home and actually one of my sponsors was doing some work by our house. And he was like, hey, did you see that JJD was doing uh, the new construction by the house? And I said, yeah, I saw their trailer there. And they're one of my big sponsors for Sprint Car. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! 
It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. We need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Right saying. He goes, you know what I heard? And I said, what? And he said, he's gay. And I said, oh yeah, I knew that. And he goes, but he's got kids. And I said, well, yeah. And I was like, he had a wife and then they got divorced and now he's married to his husband. And he's like, well, that's just gross. And I didn't respond. And wow. I was like, uh oh. <laughs> Yeah, it's response to it. like, I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, I didn't say anything. And he goes, well, I'm talking to you. And I said, I don't, I don't have a response. I, right. I, I don't agree with that comment. I, right. I don't like that. He goes, well, why? Do you support that? And I said, yeah, 100% I do. Mm. And he goes, what? And I was like, yeah, I do. So then the question came and he said, so then are you gay? And there was a pause, and I was like, is this the time or not? Give it to me, like I reenacted, give it to me. <laughs> I was sitting there just on the phone like this, and he said. Oh, this is on the phone. This was, it was on the phone, because he called me asking about the construction. And I said, he said, so are you gay? And I just sat there, and I was like, I was at a stoplight, and I remember, it's, this is so dumb, and I've never told anybody this. <laughs> I'm sitting at the stoplight by my house <laughs> and I'm like spaced, like just spaced off for, you know, what seemed like an eternity and not knowing what to answer the question. And it must have been long enough because <laughs> the behind me honked at me because I wasn't paying attention to the light. <laughs> A moment right now. Right, yeah, go around. Like, not now. You got rollers. Not now. This is not the time. And I was like, Oh, God. And he's like, wait, what? And he's like, I was like, oh, the lady behind me just honked. And he goes, answer my question. And I was like, mm. yeah, I am. Yeah. And he's just, he, he was kind of taken back by it. And he's like, what? I was like, yeah. I've lived a double life for long enough years. It's time you know. Wow. I mean, he hung up. And I knew it wasn't well. So I called my mom told her that I told him, and she knew when I told her, she's like, well, you know this is gonna be an issue with your dad. Right. I called her and I was like, I just told him. And she said, 
<laughs> and I said, she said, and how'd that go? And I said, not good, not good at all. Mm-hmm. And I said, I can't be at home right now, so I'm grabbing clothes and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna go stay with my friends. So I stayed with my friends and my mom called and said that there was an absolute blowout at the house and that it, it didn't go well and that she was gonna go see a lawyer for a divorce. Wow. So then I put that on myself of knowing that almost 30 years of marriage was gonna be ruined because I told my family I was gay. Right. But that wasn't the way to, I guess, properly look at it, but that was how I I put it on myself. And so my dad messaged me and said that if we were gonna live two separate worlds that he thinks it's best that he puts the team and the car and the the race team name, everything up for sale. Because they own Mm. my sprint car team. Right, right. I told him, I said, you can do what you want. I just, I, word for word, you can do what you want with the car. That is yours. I'm just your driver. <laughs> However, you do not have this driver anymore because I refuse to drive for somebody who does not accept me for me, so sell it. <laughs> and so him and I had our differences about it. And he texted me and said, we need to talk tonight before your mom and I finalize our divorce. Wow. And I said, Life's just kind of crumbling right now. And I told him that I really didn't have much to say to him and I didn't want to talk to him. I left work early and I I went home and I took a nap and my mom woke me up. I was still at my friend's house. She called me and woke me up and she said, hey, I just got done making dinner and I know that your dad wanted you to come over and talk tonight. I just want to know because I'll make you a plate up. I was like, no, I'm not coming. She's like, okay, fine. I mean, that's your choice. I'm not telling you to come or not. It's your choice. I just sat there for a moment and I was like, you get one mom and you get one dad in your life. Right. I'll be over to talk. So I went over and I heard him come in the kitchen and I was, my back was turned to him and I'm just like, oh, oh God, <laughs> this is, this is, but then I had so much anger built up in me from what had happened. <laughs> right, right. So then he asked me, he said, what are we gonna do about this? <laughs> and I spun around and I said, we're not going to do a thing about this. You're going to do something about this. Wow. And we had our talks and he goes, I just don't understand why you would make a choice like this. And I said, well, unfortunately it's not a choice. It's, it's not. And he, he fought me for a little bit on that. I said, why did you choose women and why did you choose mom? Well, that's just what I like. I said, uh, there you go, you got yourself. That's what you like. I said, did you choose to like girls? Did you make that choice to where you could either choose to like a girl or like a guy? Was that a choice for you? Well, no, I just like girls. And I said, that's what it is for me. Right, right. And he just kind of just sat there and I, I think a couple things opened up in his head, you know? And it was still awkward after that, you know, I mean, months go by after this. Flash forward to this year, July of 21, I took a really, really bad wreck and was actually, you know, taken to the hospital. And um, next morning I woke up and I can hear my parents upstairs screaming at each other. I'm like, what in the hell? I am so sore, my neck's being, held and it's all sore and I'm like, what is going on upstairs? 
So I walk upstairs and they're fighting about me. And I heard my mom, it is your choice not to accept him. And I thought we were past this. And I said, you know what? I'm gonna put my two cents in right now. And I stopped both of them. I said, and the both of you are gonna shut the hell up and listen to me. And I would never talk to my parents like that. I said, the only reason that I was staying here in Iowa was to finish sprint car racing with you guys for this season. It's done now. Our car is junk. We're not rebuilding. There's only three or four points races left. There's no point in spending all that money to rebuild. I was only staying here because we were chasing a championship. I will have my packed and I will be on the road to North Carolina in two days. You guys will not have to fight about this anymore because I will not be here as an issue. I said, it has been just over a year and I walk around on eggshells in this house. I still feel like I can't be who I want to be. If I talk to, like I talked to the one person when I told my mom I was talking to somebody, I wasn't even comfortable to even want to think about bringing them around. Right, right. Like I didn't feel that. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to be respectful as my dad was trying to accept it. You know, I was, I was trying to be respectful of those boundaries as well and not just right all at once, you right, know, right, hit right, him with it. Right. So I said, I think it's just gonna be best for everybody. I will leave for North Carolina. Well, then my mom was absolutely hysterical and she like left the house and my dad and I sat there and I looked at him and I said, so we're still doing this? And he goes, your mom wants me to give you an apology and that's what'll fix our marriage. And I said, I think I deserve an apology. Do you remember the things you said and the things you did to me? And the next words that he said, I kind of backed off because he goes, I was only trying to protect you and I didn't know how to do it. Mm. Right. He goes, I see the stuff on the news of gay people getting murdered or getting bricks thrown at them. Look at the gay club that got shot up. He's like, I don't want to see my son in a casket because of this. And that kind of hit, like. He's your protector. Yeah. And so it, and it was a time thing for him. And at first, when he had said sorry, the apology didn't mean anything to me. It was, I just felt it was just trying to fix the marriage. Like, it was empty. Yeah. But after that talk and after hearing those words, it meant a lot. And, and he, he did mean it because, you know, he, he continued to go in depth with his conversation and, and talk about stuff. I was straight up, like, if you're not supportive of it, you're not gonna be in my life anymore. It's just, it, it's too bearing on me and with everything, with what I'm doing with the race and stuff, like I know you wanna be there because I'm doing what you didn't get to do. Right. And he's like, I'm here for you, I love you. I'm, I'm, I'm here for you and I support you. Awesome. Since we had that conversation, that was July 25th of this year. My dad and I are so tight right now. Right. Yes! My, like, it, it, I mean, it, it is. Like, my dad and I, we've, we've come a long ways in, in a couple months. And at first, I wasn't sure how it was going to go. And, and, you know, from the very beginning of where that started, it was like, am I going to lose my dad out of this, you know? My dad was, he was my protector. He was who I looked up to, you know? And, and he had, he's the one who got me into racing and what I wanted to do. Yet, my parents are the reason I'm here. They have supported me since day one in everything. The stupid ideas, the outlandish, they have been there to back me. Whew. It's heavy stuff.
I mean, this is. I think this is the it's first show we've it's had. It's beautiful. It's heavy, but it's beautiful. It we is. fathers. Yeah. And, and we, all, we all we got sons. We all have sons. And that's exactly where I'm going to go yeah. with mm-hmm. that is, and, and, and I think this is the first show where we just sat back and really listened. I told you this from the beginning. I said, you got some stuff to get off your chest. <laughs> I knew you were the first openly gay driver in NASCAR, so I, you know, knew that, that that's where we were going to go. But, you know, I, was, I told you, I said, like, you're going to talk, mm-hmm. whatever you want to say. So mothers, they teach us how to love. Mm-hmm. Fathers, traditionally, now this is traditional, because things are changing. Fathers teach us how to survive, mm-hmm. right? And it's interesting to hear you talk about your dad saying, like, I'm just trying to protect you, mm-hmm. survive. Mm-hmm. You know, so like, if I'm your father right now, right? And your father's name is? Mike. Mike. Mm-hmm. So I'm Mike. Okay. Because this is the world that we live in, right? Like, it is progressive, and we're pushing a conversation forward. And this is why I love even having Dwayne Wade on, right? And what he, you know, the journey they're on with their daughter right now. And so, like, the world, though, is like fathers, because we said that. It's like, this is my boy. <laughs> this is my boy. Like, I don't understand this. What is going on? I'm trying to protect you, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, what do you say to all of the other mics out there, right? That maybe not where your dad is today. Mm-hmm. It's gonna get better, but this is a process for both you and your child. It was like, I mean, he always told me, you're my son, I will always love you. But he's like, just, he didn't get that at first, you know? And so give it time and be there for them. Don't hover over them, don't suffocate them. Give them their space. And especially if there's an, like if, if you are struggling with the acceptance of it, you guys need your, your time and your space. Come back, talk about it. Because communication's key. And that was where we failed. That was where my dad and I failed. It was communication in that. And we could have spoke better, but because of the times I got so angry about it and we were so negative to each other. And all that did was cause more and more problems. And it's hard to be in a clear mindset when something negative like that happens. Be open-minded, give it time, and you guys will get through this. Right. You will. And to that point, if that's Mike, that's the, the, the Mikes out there. Yeah. I'm just thinking about my son. How much happier are you are sitting here today than you were in 2020? I'm a completely different person. To everybody on the outside, I was the best person. I was, I was fun, I was living my life, I was a good person. And I tell everybody, I wish you could have seen me on the inside. Damn. I wish you could have, because it, it was a complete different person. It was a complete different person. But when we think about this, right, this topic. A, it's beautiful, it, man. It, it, yes, but also like, you know, every time someone completes suicide, takes their life, where it's like, him, her, mm-hmm. right? Yep. You never, you don't know. You, it presents itself in so many different ways, Rocco. It does. You know what I'm saying? It's like, nobody would have thought that. Like, you look amazing. You just met with the guys at NASCAR and mm-hmm. you're doing this. But then you came out, you didn't feel supported. And it's the story for a lot of people and it's like, they're gone. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. You know, I, I think you're, I think you're, we always talk about the it on our show when we sit down with racers. Cause like in football, we know, like I know like if a guy, the way he puts on his socks, 
that freaking guy right there, he can play some ball, mm -hmm. right? The way they get in their stance, their, their language, their tone, I can tell if that, if that person has that it. And so like you have that it because like you're strong enough, like when I talk about fucking broaden your shoulders, be strong because you're not just an athlete, you're an activist as well. And that comes with a lot. And that's never going to change. Yeah. I don't care what anybody says out there, right now it's never going to change. For the rest of your life, okay, you're going to have people on the other side saying, this is wrong, this is bad. Mm -hmm. And are you prepared for that? Are you ready for that? I am. Right? But I know. And that's why I say that's the <laughs> it that you have, because you survived 2020. Yep. You don't understand? Like, for you to go through that situation with your father and also give grace to your father and say, like, give time. Mm -hmm. Right? Now you guys went through your moment. You've hit your bottom. Yeah. Right. You know right. where right. up. Right. Right. That's the right. thing. Like, right. a lot of people don't know the bottom. Right. You told us about your bottom. Bro, it's uphill from here. Right. Riding the uh, train. It's not, you ain't even grinding to get up there. Like, right. it's only up from here right. with the racing. And you're a trailblazer. Um, and then also, when we talk about civil rights and human rights, there's a lot that comes with that. You have a lot to carry. And, and what I want to say to you is, and I don't typically curse, but sometimes I curse. And when I curse, I'm, 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 I'm intentional with it to really bring a little oomph to it. So I'm about to curse them. You hear me? Mm -hmm. Because whether it's mental health, whether it's Colin Kaepernick, whether it's you, you know, some of the first to do what they do. Like, we, we've, we've been having these discussions in, in, a, in the NFL. We've had these discussions in the NBA. We've had these discussions in the WNBA and just sports in general and business. Like, now you're the first to do this. And so what comes with that, you're going to lose people. Mm -hmm. So the people around you today won't be around you tomorrow. And you have to build up calluses, what Ocho Cinco like to say, you have to build up calluses to be able to deal with that. And that's hard. Mm -hmm. It's hard to be able to look at like, man, these are the people I love and cherish that's been with me for forever and now it's different. But they it doesn't feel the same. But they can't love you as much as you thought they loved you right. if they get away from you or leave you or change the way they feel because right. whatever else you're doing. Right. Mm -hmm. They didn't need to be around But that's why the suicide no, rate... It, it's no matter that, what it is. That, if in, you in, love in me, that, love right. me. That's mm -hmm. right. But that's why the suicide rate in, in, in the LGBTQ plus community is so high is because where do I take this? What do I do with this? We just lost a, a 10 year old <laughs> yeah. girl. You saw that, that story? I read about it. I read about it. Um, yeah, she was being bullied right. and, and, and called words in this 10 years old and took her own life just recently. I just right. heard it on the news. Yes, yeah, man. absolutely. When you're not accepted, that's the problem. And so like, and I would imagine like sitting back and holding that in internalizing that and it, it's tough, bro. But I, you got me on here. I didn't think you was, I didn't think this is what you had to say. Like, you know, I wanted to go here. You talked about mental health. Like, that's heavy, you know, but I just want to inspire you. I want to get back to you, but I want I just want to inspire you and just give you the, the courage and everything that you need and the energy that you need because you're a young athlete. Forget, okay, gay, okay, cool. NASCAR, okay, cool. No, we, we share something. And we're, 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 this is the fraternity. We're all brothers, you know? And one thing we understand is as a young athlete, there's so much that comes with it. And there's a lot of people that crumble. So for you, you're actually carrying something that's bigger than just being an athlete. 
and your ass better be strong enough to carry this, right? Because we need you here, right? We need to hear your story. So, back to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I, I was gonna ask quickly. That next, not just NASCAR driver, not just, you know, truck series driver, whatever, the, the next person that's struggling at 16, 17, 18, 22 to come out, what would you tell that young man, young woman? It gets better. The, the, the start is the toughest. Yep. Saying those, we're having to say those words because of your stereotypical norm, you know, it gets better. You, you'll get through it. And that's kind of why I'm glad I'm here because I cannot wait to see what work I can do to not only help me and my career and my dreams and my goals, but now, you know, I see it. There's people DMing me all the time, like, you helped me come out, you gave me this, you did this for me, and wow, like, this and that. I mean, it's all the time, from TikTok to Twitter to Insta. It's everywhere, and it's like, I'm doing something a lot larger than I think I'm, what, you know, what I think I'm doing. And it kind of clicked with me this year, like, I'm doing something. And that is more successful to me than what I thought my main goals were. This, what I can do for people and how I'm going to be able to help people, I've won a life. Right, right. Like, that's so assuring to me right here right. that I've done good and I can go help. And that's why you wanted to, that's why you tweeted us. Dev. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he got him coming out. <laughs> he leaking. He's leaking. Oh, goodness. Yeah, man. He leaking over there. <laughs> That's beautiful, though, man. Just from everything, from all, any, 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 any sect, sect of the world that feels alienated. Mm -hmm. Like, that's bigger than everything. So we do this on the show a lot. Not a lot, but every once in a while, Deion Sanders, just our original crew, Fred Taylor, Ocho, we're going to end the show with a hug. <laughs> <laughs> I like this. Y'all done made me cry today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.